Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. All right, welcome to another amazing episode of Business Story of the Week. Today, we've got somebody who is colorful in many ways, not just her sweater. Brittany Hodak is an award-winning entrepreneur, author, and customer experience speaker who's delivered keynotes across the globe to organizations including American Express, the United Nations, and the list goes on and on. She's worked with some of the world's biggest brands, including Walmart, Disney, Katy Perry, and Dolly Parton. She is the former chief experience officer of experience.com and was the CEO and co-founder of the Superfan Company. Forbes said many great things about her debut, and she currently has a book out called Creating Superfans, and we're going to get into that now. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Amazing. So tell us briefly about your business story. So my business story is one of a lot of what I thought at the time were happy accidents and only saw kind of the through line looking back. I always thought I was going to work in the entertainment industry. That's all I wanted to do from the time I was little bitty. When I was 16, I got a job as a radio station mascot which I think is like the most entry level entertainment job you can have, but it sparked my love of the entertainment industry. I went on to work for record companies and entertainment agencies and realized that what I really wanted to do was help fans connect more with the artists that they loved. So when I was 26, I launched my first business called the Super Fan Company that was about doing exactly that, better connecting fans to the artists that they love. And I was able to collaborate with some of the biggest stars on the planet to make commemorative collectible edition versions of albums and tour merch and all kinds of fun things um, for, you know, literally like hundreds of artists and, and helped serve millions and millions of fans. That sparked my love of customer experience. And I realized, so as I was working with bigger and bigger brands, as I was doing things for stars like you know, Taylor Swift or Katy Perry inside of Walmart stores, working with huge brands like Coke or Johnson & Johnson, I realized that customer experience is exactly the same whether you're in the entertainment industry or not. And the, the same thing that all these brands were trying to get were people who were as passionate about whatever it was that they were selling, whatever their product or service was, as what these musicians were, you know, finding with their fans. So that's where I really started to play with this idea of creating super fans and how it works in the entertainment space, but also in like every other vertical, no matter what space you're in, if you can get more of your customers to love you and tell their friends, you're going to improve your business. It's super interesting because I think normally, specifically when it comes to talent, they don't think of their fans as customers. But if you, if you take that frame of things and then the experience of the show or whatever it is that they're doing becomes a customer experience, a customer quality experience, then that, that affects it a little bit differently, doesn't it? Oh, and it, it, it changes everything. And I remember, you know, all the years when I worked at labels, 
we would talk about the fact that you had the the music side and you had the business side and that's why it's called the music business and artists had to truly understand that and that's never been more true than with social media i mean every artist is a brand but because of the proliferation of personal social networks we're living in an era where really every person is a brand and your personal brand is really just your reputation online and how you show up what people think about you so it's a really fascinating time that we're living in where this idea of identity and fandom and connection and experience are all interconnected. Wow. So is that what led you to write your latest book, Superfans? Yes. So I really wanted to distill everything that I've learned from the past 20 years of working with brands, working with artists into a formula or a framework that anyone could follow. Because I think if you ask 99 entrepreneurs, do you want super fans of your business? Like 99 of them are going to say yes, right? Everybody wants it, but how do you do it? How do you take something that feels so nebulous and systematize it? And so that's really what this book, Creating Superfans is all about. I have a framework uh, that is designed to help everyone put customer centricity at the heart of their business and help every person on the team understand that at any given moment, they may be called on to be the chief experience officer of the customer and their interactions with customers are what the company is going to be judged on. That's powerful. So give us some tips. So here at Business Story of the Week, our listeners and viewers have a very wide range of products-based and service-based businesses that they do. And I know very specifically from, from several of them that the area that they need help with definitely is that customer experience, right? And we've all read the book. Uh, there was a book that came out a while ago called something. It was like Creating uh, Raving Fans or something Raving like fans. that. Yep, Kim Blanchard's book. Yep. Yeah, so your book reminds me of that. And so from a practical standpoint, somebody who has no experience in this, what are, give, give us a few tips of what somebody can do to improve that customer experience. So... One of the things that I say all the time is super fans are created at the intersection of your story and every customer story where what it is that you do, the problem that you solve and the need that they have overlap. And the reason that that is where you create super fans is because increasingly the world is driven by commodity. It has never been faster, easier, cheaper to find another solution. So you have got to set yourself apart based on what it feels like to work with you, what the experience of working with your company is. Because when you do that, you can connect in this story element, right? Like you can make someone care about you. You overpower that apathy. So they start to look at you not just as another commodity provider, not just someone who can solve their problem if you happen to be the cheapest or the closest or the easiest, but a category of one, the only choice that they would want to make to solve whatever that particular problem is. So the first thing that I always suggest people do is ask yourself, why would someone choose you at the exclusion of all of your competitors? Like, why should they pick you? What is it that you're the best in the world at or that you are the most committed to becoming the best in the world at? Because if you can't answer that question, there is no chance that your customers or your prospective customers are ever going to be able to figure it out. So you've got to have that North Star. You've got to know what it is that makes you deserving of super fans so that you can lean into that. You can develop that. You can train everyone on your staff and align and enable everyone on your team to go all in on that thing. That's the first step to being able to turn customers into super fans. 
That's fascinating. And it's, it really is a superpower, you know, for years, I talked about this on the show, you know, I hung out with all kinds of celebrities and, you know, rock stars, musicians, movie stars. And one of the interesting things that I noticed is that these people really did what you said. They built their fans. So they had their inner circle, right? And then they had their family and then they had everybody else, including their fans. And the thing that always amazed me with these folks is that they could do no wrong in the eyes of their fans. And it was nuts. I mean, now, like, okay, we've got a lot of, like, cancel culture and that kind of thing. So I think eventually they, they, can, they can cross the line. But generally speaking, outside of a few things, they can do no wrong. So you have this brand where it's like, oh, I made this mistake. But because you have these fans, they're like, oh, but it's, you know, so-and-so. So it's fine. Is, is, is that something that you want to build and cultivate in a business so that, you know, when things go wrong, and, and they always do in every business, that you have a loyal following? So is it like I'm hearing you say loyalty is key? It absolutely is. And the more goodwill that you build, the more reciprocity you build, the more you will be given the benefit of the doubt. Because what you're really doing is giving people like a more three-dimensional picture so that they've got more to judge you on than just the thing that goes wrong or just the headline that they see. And I mean, do you remember the first time you saw your teacher outside of school, like when you were, you know, kindergarten, first grade, whatever? Right. Yeah. You didn't know they existed outside of school. <laughs> right. It like blew your mind a little bit because it was like sure. a total like pattern interrupt. So a lot of times companies make that same mistake with their customers that we all made with our teachers as kids. They think about them in this very like one dimensional flat way. Like that's my customer. It's just an email address or an order number. They don't think about the totality of like who that person is, how that product or service is showing up in their life. And because of that, the customer in turn has a very one dimensional view of the company. So like, I'll never forget the first time I met Taylor Swift, and this was years before we had the opportunity to work together, um, but we met, it was 2007. She had just won her very first award for the CMT Awards. It was like Breakthrough Video of the Year. And we were talking at an after party, and at the time, she was just starting to get right up in like Billboard and Variety and all the industry trades for something that she was doing that everybody was like, what is this innovative thing? She was using MySpace to reach out to like random people who followed Rascal Flats or, you know, Tim McGraw, like all of these artists she was like tangentially connected to. And she was saying, you know, hey, I'm Taylor. I think you might like this song that I wrote. And also like, wow, I love this picture that you shared. I love this thing that you did. Like she was interacting. And I had said, you know, was that like the labels idea? Is there some team behind this? Is just this because you're a teenager? This is like how you connect with your friends. And I will never forget what she said. She said, I want my album to sell a million copies. And I know mm. if a million people are going to buy this, I've got to make a million people care enough about my music or excuse me, I've got to make a million people care enough about me to care about my music because they're not going to care about my music until they care about me. So she was on a mission to make a, a million people know that she cared about them so that they would in turn care about her and be curious about her music. And I remember thinking in that moment, and I was like, I don't know, 22, 23. And I was like, this girl is going to be a superstar. She has it figured out because she understood better than artists who had been in the game for decades mm. what it took. Like that idea of I'm going to 
care about my potential fans so that they care about me and feel connected to my music and like fast forward, you know, 15, 17 years, whatever it's been. And clearly she has some of the most loyal fans on the planet because she has been intentional about that relationship. And because of that, when she has had those hiccups along the way, as you mentioned, that all brands and all people do, she has remained that she's, she's kept that base of loyal fans because they're like, she's not just the latest clickbaity headline or manufactured, you know, conflict. Like we, know who she is and it's the same for brands the more you can show your customers who you are the more you can prove that they matter to you over time you build up that goodwill i love that i love that that's amazing it's like i I think the other like idea that i had from what you're teaching us is like i thought about cults right so like when people get involved in cults it's like all of a sudden like they can do no wrong so it's like how amazing would it be And on a positive note, if you did that with your company, if you were able to build a company where you could do no wrong, you know, and of course, we're, we're, we're all about creating value, giving positive, uh, positive, um, input out into the world and doing that. But if you could create something where you could do no wrong and create these super fans, that would be super powerful because then you could leverage that. Just like you said, like Taylor Swift did, uh, this is Amazing, Brittany. I think if people want to learn more about you or learn more about creating super fans, how can they reach you? Well, you can find me at BrittanyHodak.com and Creating Superfans is available everywhere books are sold. You can get the hardcover edition at Amazon or your favorite bookstore. And there's an audiobook that I narrate and of course an ebook as well. Ooh, I'm gonna get the audiobook. That's amazing. That's my so, favorite one. I like the audiobook. <laughs> They're all my favorite. Were, I shouldn't say I have a favorite. I, you know, there's so much stuff that we're all reading now that, and, and I used to feel guilty. This is a crazy, I used to feel guilty listening to audiobooks because I'm like, well, I'm not actually reading the book. And then I thought about it, I'm like, man, I get through so much more great stuff. And I'm pretty sure there's nothing that prevents me from reading the actual book later if I wanted to. Yeah, I don't think there's a law about that. So. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show. Guys, get a hold of Brittany. It's Brittany Hodak. I'm going to spell it for you. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-H-O-D-A-K. And her book is called? Creating Superfans, How to Turn Your Customers into Lifelong Advocates. All right. And we will see you on the next episode. For anybody who is interested, if you're interested on being on shows like this one, like Business Story of the Week, make sure to check out Podcast Cola. That's podcastcola.com, where we get you booked on shows. All right, so here's the thing. We try to get a little bit better every day, but we can't do it without you. So if you like the video, make sure to like and subscribe below. And if you have any comments, just leave them in the space under.